0: publisher podcast episode 117 well hello everybody it is january 17th as this episode comes out and today i'm bringing you an expert talking all about marketing your book growing your audience and reach becky robinson has a program developed all around this and we get into some really interesting discussion points for those of you well all of us are always looking to grow our audiences aren't we before we get into the show i want to just remind you that the women in publishing summit is coming up in under 50 days we are counting down quickly to the point uh, of getting there And I am so thrilled about our lineup of speakers, our sponsors, just all the things that we have going on. You may not be aware, but we've already started bonus workshops and sessions. For example, we've talked about um, marketing your book to schools, we've talked about how to know which book is the right book to start. We're doing one on Pinterest for authors and illustrators and publishers, how to outline a nonfiction book. We have a whole lineup of pre-conference workshops that are only available to our ticket holders. These are all recorded, so if you've already missed one, we've got that ready for you to jump right into. And um, we're also doing networking sessions and other fun things for our ticket holders from today and beyond the conference. So it's not just about March 6th through 9th. We're building community and supporting each other and learning together all year round. I hope you'll grab your ticket at WomenInPublishingSummit.com. We're still on early bird pricing of $50 off the full ticket price. So grab that soon and join us in our pre-conference events. If you can't attend the conference, and it is a virtual conference that's recorded, so even if you can't attend during those days, you'll have access to the materials all year, I would encourage you at a minimum to go check out our sponsor offers, womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash sponsors. You'll see all of our sponsors and their offers. Many of them are offering really great discounts and deals on tools and services that you need, and most of those are open to everyone. Some of them have special uh, to our entire community, whether you have a ticket or not. Some of them are are only for ticket holders, but um, there are some great deals and information if you're looking for printers and publishers and marketers and tools to help you in your editing and writing. If you're looking for editors, if you're looking for coaches, we've got a whole lineup of really wonderful wonderful uh, tools available and resources and ingram spark is giving away 25 print copies of your book to everyone who registers on their link at women in publishing summit.com forward slash ingram spark so don't miss all of those offers all right enough about that i hope if you're joining us you've gotten your ticket so you don't miss out on all of the pre-conference fun and if not enjoy the show Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book, hosted by Alexa Bigwarf.
1: I've been where you've been, and I
0: felt what you feeling, and I don't Welcome to another episode of the Publish Her podcast. Today, I am very pleased to bring you Becky Robinson. Becky Robinson is the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence, a full service marketing agency that specializes in digital and integrated marketing services and public relations for authors, business leaders, coaches, trainers, speakers, and thought leaders. Since launching nearly a decade ago, the firm has provided a wide range of services to help clients launch more than 150 books, enabling authors to build their brands, acquire more business customers, and increase book sales. In April 2022, Becky uh, Becky published her first book with Barrett Kohler Publishers titled Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause, which shares how to create the biggest possible audience for an idea, a book, a business, or a cause. The book takes an in-depth look at what it takes to achieve the greatest possible influence, provides valuable advice for targeting key audiences, offers a variety of practical steps for cutting through the noise, shares best practices for cultivating community, and reveals effective strategies for growing an online presence. Well, thank you so much, Becky, for being here with me to talk about this, because I tell you what, This is a topic we just can't seem to talk enough about because of just how difficult it is sometimes to feel like you're growing that audience, bringing in the right people, getting the right exposure and the right reach. So I'm so happy to have you here with me today.
1: I'm happy to be here, Alexa, and to share with your listeners. It's a privilege. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Well, let's start right off with a big question, and that is, what does reach actually mean? We we talk about reach all the time, but can you define that a little more closely for us, please?
1: I would love to. So, you know, what I've noticed is clients are always talking to me about wanting reach for their work. And over a decade, you know, I hear again and again, I want more reach. I want to reach more people. I want to reach more readers. I want to reach a bigger audience. And one of the things that I've come to think about very carefully is that reach is more than just about a bigger audience. Because if you think for a moment about the possibility of creating viral content, for example, everybody wants viral content. They they will say like, oh, well, can I create a viral video? Um, incidentally, my oldest child created a video on TikTok earlier this year, and it got viewed like 2 million times. Wow! <laughs> yeah, I was so proud of them. And- in the scheme of things it wasn't really directed toward any particular goal so like the viral that. reach of that one video didn't necessarily translate into to followers for right. my child right and so one of the things i try to talk to my authors about is the fact that reach is more than just a bigger audience it's also about lasting impact so in my book i define reach exactly that way reach equals expanding audience plus lasting impact. And you really want to have both sides yeah. because, you know, it's not great to have a wider audience if you're not making a difference for them, if they're not invested in what you have to share, if you're not adding value for them. So you really need to balance both the priorities of growing an audience with the priority of making an impact with that audience.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, (laughs) excuse me, I'm so sorry. So let's talk about some of the effective strategies then that you can use for driving social media for your, um, your book.
1: Sure. I'd be happy to talk about that. And, you know, one of the things I want to say is that we each have an opportunity to make a difference for the communities that we already have, who are following us on social media. And it can be really discouraging if you're just getting started, you know, to feel like, you know, I've been out here, I've been, you know sharing content on Instagram or I've been sharing content on YouTube or I've been writing a blog or I've been um sending out a newsletter and well why is my audience so small and one of the things I really encourage people to do is to first of all think about do the people who know me in real life know about my online presence and the value that I'm hoping to bring i think a lot of times we miss that important step of thinking about where we are in the context of our lives and ensuring that the people who know us in real life um, also are aware of, of whatever endeavor we have with our online presence. And The opposite is also true. We don't often take the time as we're growing an online audience, to translate that online connection into an offline relationship. And I think that we're set up to have our audience expand when we're able to move seamlessly between those two worlds, where we take the time to invest to get to know people from online in offline ways with a phone call or a Zoom call or through an email or some other deeper way of connecting. Um, and if you take a long-term view to building an online audience for your work, you know that the beginning is like the slowest and the hardest part. Um, I'm a huge fan of Dory Clark, and in her book, The Long Game, Dory shares the statistic that it can take an entire year of posting content online to social channels or
0: other content outlets before you see any results at all. I believe this I believe this wholly and before I know you've got a lot more to say on this topic but just to reiterate that I and you know we often talk with our authors about how important it is to start as early as early as they possibly can because if you don't start really marketing your book until launch time or three even three or six months prior to launch like you just don't have the opportunity to build not only the number of people following you but the kind of engagement so that the people following you will actually do something Uh, you know, with what you're putting out there. So I'm really glad to hear that this has been uh, uh, confirmed by someone as smart as Dory Clark is. So please continue.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no worries. Well, I'm just going to reflect on that for a minute, Alexa, because I I know with authors, of course, a lot of times what happens is you want to write a book. So you don't really start with the idea of all that has to go into building an online presence or online communities. You just as an author or a writer are compelled to write, And I think that any author will do well to begin far in advance. You know, a lot of times if someone comes to me and says they want to write a book, I'll ask them, well, you know, are you writing a blog? Are you sharing your thoughts online yet? And in an ideal world, you would start years before. Right. So, um, you know, I always had a dream of writing a book and I started my company in 2012. But even before that, I was online online. Uh, doing blogging and such probably since 2009. Mm-hmm. And when I look back, my book didn't come out till 2022. Yeah. So that was a really long time to build online communities yeah. and real relationships. And I'll tell you, Alexa, that despite that, I'm finding selling books to be very hard oh so my goodness people, that's discouraging <laughs> well I mean it's discouraging but like it's reality you know people can't hard. expect yeah. that they show up online with new accounts two months before a book comes out and yeah. suddenly because they posted on Instagram a handful of times they're going to sell a lot of books right it just doesn't work that way
0: and yet so many people think that that's the way that it does work or I hear lots of people say not to pick on anyone in particular but I do have a lot of authors that are very frustrated because they're like you know I'm posting on my Instagram and my Instagram is growing little by little and I'm still not selling books and it's because you know there's just there's so much more that goes into it and it takes so much time to grow that and develop it and to your point about the other things happening like with the blogging and with the other things I know with my first book um it took, it was a lot of blogging and a lot of people coming to that website and having really good content, key cornerstone content that spoke to what my book was about that actually um, translated far more into sales than anything done on social media. But the social media I used to send them to my blog to where they then read this content to where they saw the marketing for the book. And, um, but that, I mean, it takes, I, I it took probably three solid years for me before even all of that was happening.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a long-term endeavor. And you need to really dig deep with that motivation that you have value to offer to others that can make a difference for them, which can can compel you to keep showing up with that value in whatever
0: form you want to share it. Right, right. All right. I interrupted you kind of in the middle of your thought process on that question. Um, so uh, on your effective strategies, I don't know if you had more
1: <laughs> that you sure. wanted to say there. Yeah, we can talk a little bit more about that. So what I would say is it's important to understand what social media can do for you and what it can't do for you. So I view social media as a really important way uh, to find and form relationships with people and to grow your audience. Uh, The important thing to know, though, is that, you know, those relationships on social media can be fairly superficial. So what you want to do is add enough value that you can entice people as you were just explaining, Alexa, back to your website where the core content and value that you have to offer lives. And when you get people to your website, what you really hope they'll do Is give you their email address, give you permission to stay connected to them. You know, by far, what we're seeing with most authors is that the email list is the most valuable asset. Hands
0: down, that's what I that's what I preach in and out every day. Email list, email list,
1: email list. Exactly, and so you know, then people want to know, well, how do I grow the email list? Well, you grow the email list. And social media is a great one of the ways that you can do that, you know, as you show up with value, as you offer potentially, you know, a lead magnet, you know, which is a free um, value added piece of content that people will give you their email address in exchange for that, you know, you might use multiple lead magnets over time as one way to grow your email list. But social media is the place really where you can begin to find those people who are interested in what you have to share. So um the most effective strategy is to show up consistently on social media with value um, and not always with promotion um, so that people are interested, intrigued, curious. They'll go back to your website. They'll see that you have more valuable content to add there, and potentially they'll give you their email address. Now, once you have the email address, it's important to come up with a sustainable approach to staying in touch with and nurturing those relationships. Now, I happen to have a weekly newsletter where I share value and connect with my audience. That's not sustainable for most people. So a lot of times if authors are just getting started, I'll say, you know, try a quarterly newsletter. If you consistently deliver value on a quarterly basis, you can up it to a monthly newsletter. And then from there, you know, if you have more to share, you can increase the frequency. Um, But what I don't want is for people to think that they have to do everything and then they end up, you know, starting strong coming in hot and then just disappearing because it's only that consistency over time that will help you build the audience.
0: Yeah, and and to I mean to add on to that, the longevity piece is really really important with that. Um so yeah, I agree completely. If you burn out right in the beginning, then it's really really hard. I mean, I was looking at some stats the other day. So my first book was a, a um a, a an anthology. Kind of an anthology, um, sunshine after the storm: a survival guide for the grieving mother, in which a bunch of people contributed to. And um, I, I have seen that it's just the consistency over a very over ten years, and it continues to sell. I mean, I'm not where well, I'm not, you know, selling thousands of copies or anything, but over time, I was looking at our stats, and it sold over ten thousand ebooks and thousands of of copies of the print version as well. But it's, it's not because I was going out there and doing any like super mega like pushes, like hardcore, like spend thousands of dollars on a marketing campaign. It's just been that tiny, consistent action over and over and over throughout the years and making sure that it's still out there and visible um, through a variety of things that I'm doing. But so, yes. I, w- well,
1: I love that Alexa. And I want to just add to it. Um, you know, a lot of times authors think that it's all about the launch and I've heard people say like book marketing right. is a marathon, not a sprint. And I've actually said that myself. Um, right. but once my own book came out, I, I adjusted that. So I used to say book marketing is a marathon, not a sprint. And I am a distance runner. So I know what it takes to run a marathon. Right. But what I see now is that it's not really about an end point at all. It's about, um, a daily commitment to something. So uh, marketing a book is more like, you know, having a lifelong commitment to fitness. If you're going to continue the running analogy, it's about getting out there regularly to run. It's not about a race that you finish. So I love Alexa that you have been doing this over a decade to keep the book out there. And the calendar can be a really great tool to inspire that consistency yes. of showing up over time. Yes. It can be, you know, always revisiting the the day that your book was released. Yes. Or it can be looking for um, holidays or other occurrences on the calendar that are thematically related to your book that give you an, another reason to get back out there. I have a client I've been working with, and her book is about the Holocaust. It's a memoir, and it's about um, basically her father had a suicide attempt as a result of all the trauma that he experienced wow. when his family w- was um in Germany during the Holocaust, and he was in the United States. So she wrote this memoir kind of unpacking those longer term impacts of the Holocaust. Well, the calendar provides so many different uh, times that she can promote her book. Absolutely. She can talk about her father on his birthday. She can talk about her father on Father's Day. She can uh, use Mental Health Awareness Month or Su- Suicide Prevention Month as a time to really talk about those key themes. She can use all the Jewish holidays as a time to tie in. Like there are, you know, multiple Excellent. times throughout the year that she can be out there with her book.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of the same with with um our book too, is that we launched it on October 15th, 2013, which is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Day, which falls inside of Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. So every October we have the opportunity to um to really, you know, talk about it, get it back out there. Um, and there's other plenty of other awareness dates for grieving parents and and um, miscarriage and things like that that we do. Um we do utilize. And I, I so I, 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 agree with you so much. Like it's really about looking at the themes and the concept and the other, and the other ways that your book impacts people or um, dates and things that come along with that to market it. But speaking of books, let's talk about your book, because I know that your book is very helpful to um, our audience or can be very helpful. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it and what, what it covers and who it's for.
1: Sure. So, really, the book is for anyone who wants to make a bigger difference with their online presence. And what I do is I walk through what I call the reach framework, which is basically a lot of what we were just talking about, Alexa, about uh, the importance of your website as the center of your online presence, the importance of email marketing, how to use social media. Um, The other thing that I do throughout my book is I thread in what I call the four reach commitments. So, I believe for anyone who wants to build reach, which is expanding audience, plus lasting impact, you need to decide to commit to four ways of being online. And we've talked about some of them already. So I'll just breeze over them quickly. But the first one is value. So in order to make a difference with your online presence, you have to be clear about the value that you hope to bring to online audiences. And the other thing to know about value is that not everyone perceives value in the same way. So it's important to identify the audience that will find the work that you're doing to be valuable. The second one is consistency. So you have to show up with value consistently. That doesn't mean that you have to to show up every day. Um, But as I mentioned, if you can come up with a sustainable approach that regularly over time, you continue to show up with value in online spaces, you will draw an audience. Uh, The third one uh, is longevity, which we've already talked about, that you have to be willing to show up with value consistently over a long period of time. And the final one, which may be a little bit unexpected, is generosity. Hmm. And I found that to be a really unexpected element that makes an enormous difference. Yeah. Um, and I always coach authors to, to think about giving away as much as they can. You know, <laughs> some people will say, well, you know, I shouldn't give away all the content in my book because then no one will buy it. You know, on the contrary, like if people don't know who you are, right. if right. you right. haven't right. offered right. anything right. of value to them, why would they buy your book? So a I thousand percent. Say that yes. again. <laughs> okay yeah
0: I don't know I don't know exactly if people don't like. know who you are which they learn who you are by you giving them content and and showing up exactly and you know what I believe is you
1: can't give away too much right. And so I always look for any opportunity that I can find to give away copies of my book. Um, Not everyone can afford financially to do that. You know, I know that it's a privilege that I can do that. But if not giving away copies of your book, giving away the ideas in the book, sharing your expertise, sharing your time. Here's another one, encouraging and amplifying other authors as often as you can. I love that. Um so there are multiple ways to be generous. It doesn't have to be from your pocketbook. It can be, you know, from yourself. Just the honoring people, valuing people, seeing people, engaging with people. All of that uh is disarming, and it helps you to connect to people faster. It can help you to grow a more committed, um, engaged audience if you're really, you know, looking out for how can I be of service and give away the best of what I
0: have. I agree with you so much on this because while I talked about the sales of Sunshine After the Storm, I didn't talk about the fact that I have been giving it away to any mother who has lost a child um since it was published at no charge and we donate it to the hospitals and we donate it to grief groups and we donate and donate and donate and donate and i really think that most of my reviews on amazon have come from people who have received a copy of the book probably in one of our care packages or through one of these organizations not, and maybe some people who have bought it, but that, I mean, now I, again, I don't have, I'm not out there with thousands of reviews. I think the last time I checked, there were like 160 reviews, but anybody who's been out there trying to get reviews on Amazon knows how hard it is to get reviews. So I'm very proud of those 160 reviews, but I, I agree with you with generosity. Um And and I was very blessed. And I will say for people um who are looking for opportunities for this, like if you have a topic, like yours touches on suicide, mine touches on Um, infant and, and loss and miscarriage and child loss. There are organizations that you can reach out to to sponsor you to perhaps cover the cost of a print run for books to give them to organizations. I was very lucky. I came in contact with a company and the um, CEO of a company called Vervante and Cindy, um, the owner of that company, she was so uh, moved by my story that she gave me a lifelong print run of my books for me to donate them to organizations and to grieving parents. I have been super, super, super blessed and, you know, that doesn't opportunity doesn't exist for everyone, but I bet if you were to look and reach out to organizations and say, hey, would you be willing to sponsor 500 books or 250 books or whatever you know you think it might be out there just as an idea, it's kind of off subject there, but that's something that I, I want to put out there because for those of us with with um, especially topics that are really, 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 you know emotional, emotional and charging and inspirational and things like that, like we need to get them out there however we can.
1: Yeah, for sure. But just to clarify, my book does not touch on suicide. I was talking about a client's
0: book. Yes, so, yes, I'm sorry. I wasn't going back to your book. I meant that I meant in yeah, reference yeah. to the book that you were talking about before. Yes. Okay, good. Sorry, just to make I'm sure. Cross the lines <laughs> there. I know your book is not, <laughs> your book is about reach and marketing. <laughs>
1: Indeed. No worries. But you know, I love that uh, Alexa, the idea of looking for people who will partner with you to get your book into people's hands who really need the message. Um, One of the chapters in my book actually talks about the challenge for people who may come from marginalized identities or marginalized communities in achieving reach. And, you know, I'm continuing to try to figure out, you know, I know that I come from a place of privilege and being able to invest time and energy to be so generous with my ideas. I know that not not everyone has those opportunities. So one of the ways that we can be generous if we do have privilege is to be able to amplify others whose voices might not otherwise be heard, or like in the case of your book, really getting your book into the hands of people who might not otherwise be able to benefit from the encouragement that you're sharing.
0: Yes, I love that. And I mean, you're talking to your your key audience here, because that's our, one of our biggest goals with the Women in Publishing Summit is to help um, amplify marginalized voices as well within the publishing industry. Um, so I love that that's your mission as well. Um, well, this has been a fantastic conversation, and I, I really always appreciate having someone who comes in and 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 speaks very, um, you know, um transparently about the difficulties behind it, but also saying, listen, if you're willing to do the work and stick to it and be consistent and show up with value, which I think is one of the biggest pieces of that then it can happen for you.
1: Yeah, I definitely believe that. You know, as as we wrap up the conversation, I would say to any who are listening, who are authors who may be discouraged about where you are with the journey, if you can think about how these four key commitments may help you to stay focused on the value that you hope to bring to the world, it really isn't about being famous. It's not about making money. It's really about making a bigger difference with um, the ideas and the inspiration that we have benefited from on our journeys. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. So where can people go to get your book and to learn more about you and to follow you and get all of your value?
1: <laughs> sure. Uh there are two key places that people can find me. My company, Weaving Influence, is at weavinginfluence.com. And one of the one of the things you'll find at weavinginfluence.com is my podcast. It's called the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And we are about to enter our fourth season. And we share regularly tips and ideas for authors to reach more readers with their book. So I would encourage people to check out my podcast. There are also a bunch of free eBooks on our website um, and a ton of free webinars about book marketing on our YouTube channel. So check out Weaving Influence for that. If you're interested in connecting with me personally, and also finding out more about my book, um, my online home is beckyrobinson.com, which is pretty easy, just my first name and last name. So you can find me there. But I want to put an offer out to the publish her community, Alexa, if there's someone listening today and they're interested in reading my book, but um, you know, maybe you're listening and you can't buy the book. I would invite you to email me. I'm Becky at WeavingInfluence.com, And if you live in the United States, or even if you live overseas, I'd be happy to get a copy of my book in the mail to you at no charge. Just email me and I'll make sure that you get a copy of my book. If it's not something you can afford to buy.
0: Putting your preaching right into practice. I love it. That's very generous. Yes, I'm happy to share the book with whomever might
1: need it in hopes that it will help them to make a bigger difference with their work.
0: That's really wonderful. And I'll make sure all these links are in our show notes so that people don't have to um, scrounge around to write those down or re-listen to get all of that. So thank you so much, Becky. I appreciate you. This was great information. I enjoyed this discussion very much. Take care. I hope we can connect again soon. Thank you.